It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel, or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training. Well, I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com. James Melanchak, welcome to the show. Welcome to World's Best. Hey, my friend. Thanks for having me. I truly appreciate it. James, what are you the best in the world at? Oh, well, so everybody uh, has a, a message, some kind of story, some sort of how-to advice. You know, we've all done it. We sat on a couch and we shared information with a friend. We had coffee, tea, or juice and, and told somebody a story that helped them in some way. But folks never thought, man, I could actually get paid to do that. So the first side is you have a message. And the second side is you got this thing called the business. And how do you actually make money? And I'm the best in the world at teaching you how to actually get paid. That's why my company is called Big Money Speaker. It's not called Little Money Speaker. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how successful you'd be if you did call it Little Money Speaker. (laughs) Yeah, I would show up for that. So this this ties in so beautifully, and we haven't re- we haven't rehearsed any of this, right? I've put no, you on sir. the spot with this thing, and the reason being, world's best. I, I'm the world's best courage coach, and that's the commitment that I get up every morning, James, and I make to myself. How would the world's best courage coach conduct himself? Hmm. And what we want to do is, we are creating a movement of people that can declare themselves the world's best in their chosen niche or niche, depending on where you are in the world. And if you can imagine what the world would look like if people declared themselves the world be- world's best in their chosen niche. I love that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And, and not that we run around saying, hey, I'm the world's best. I'm the world's best. Look at me. Right. But, you know, if you wake up believing that, right, you approach your, your business or, or what you do, your life in a whole different manner. You know, your decisions are different. Your, your habits become different. Your actions become different. Right. You know, your results become different and you'll impact more people if you woke up every day and thought that way. And, and based on that, I mean, what you have achieved, for people who don't know, you need to go and do some more research on James's work. It's extraordinary. I don't think, you, I think you and I are very similar. I don't think you finished school or went to college in any capacity. I mean, I could be wrong on that, but uh, you are doing phenomenal stuff and a real inspiration for me personally. And, and I want to know, what are you most proud of so far? Hmm. Well, I'll give you two answers because I have uh, what I'm most proud of in my entire life is when my sister Vicky uh, was diagnosed with a brain tumor. You know, I I'm proud that I actually became sort of her coach and we did positive visualization and, you know, pictured the brain tumors shrinking. And, and, and I'm most proud of the fact that I was just there as a brother for her. You know, and and she eventually passed away about three and a half months later. But that's the most uh, cherished blessing I've ever had in my life. And it's the thing I'm most proud of because of, uh, I mean, what else matters other than your family and time here and memories and, you know, making a lasting impact. So maybe in some way, 
she really knew that I deeply loved her because I dropped everything, you know, and just, and it was all about her every day, every night, you know, so that's, that's what I'm most proud of in life in general, from a business standpoint, I'm most proud of the fact that uh, I've, I've given some information and coaching and guidance that has actually helped save people's careers that got them out of debt that got their uh, got them financially free, made them multimillionaires because I taught them the flip side of the coin, which is the business of speaking, right? And so, yeah, I, I think there would be those two answers. And if I had to rank them, obviously, my time with my sister would be number one. Well, I really appreciate you sharing that, James. And I and I, I know a lot of people, particularly with what's been happening in the world the last couple of years, there's a lot yeah. of adversity that people have been experiencing. And I want to know. What's the blessing that has come from your sister's passing? Oh, she's my inspiration. I probably would not be doing the things that I'm blessed to do if uh, that situation didn't happen. You know, I always say that, uh, you know, she's speaking her words through my lips to inspire people, you know. And, and so I just uh, I always tell the story because there's a very spiritual story of how it happened and how she transitioned. And uh, I tell that in my talks. You know, so I do two things. One, I actually get uh, teach people how to do what I do and have done. I've done 3,000 talks. But on the flip side, I actually still do a bunch of talks, you know, and I get paid to speak for corporations, associations, pro sports teams, kids groups, et cetera, colleges, universities. And I'll, in that part, I always tell my sister Vicky's story. So one of the, the blessings is that she and her story has helped so many people because Laban, you can't, can't imagine. I tell jokes and, you know, I do empowerment stuff and out of everything that I do in a presentation, more people come up to me and say, thank you for telling Vicky's story than thanking me for anything else I say in a talk. And you know why? I thought about this long and hard one time and I said, I got it because we all go through that. That's the one universal thing we all go through. We have, we have either lost somebody we love and care about, we're either losing them right now, or we know eventually we will lose them. It's the one universal thing that I can say for certain that connects all people, all walks of life, anywhere on this planet. Doesn't matter if you're tall or short, rich or poor, young or old, male or female, doesn't matter where you came from or where you're going. I know that is the one universal thing that we all have in common. And I think that's why it touches so many people when I tell that story more than anything else I do. Yeah, brilliant. What do you think or say to people, James, when when you are speaking and people come up to you afterwards and say, oh, man, you've been given such a great gift to be able to speak like that? Yeah, well, first I say thank you so much, but you see my fruits, but you got to understand my roots. And my roots, or when I started out, I made $7 an hour and I worked in a video store. A lot of people were like, what's a video store, right? Because we live in the world of digital. (laughs) I have to tell kids sometimes, I got to catch myself and say, there used to be a place where you'd walk in and get a video off the shelf. It's not like streaming and downloading like it is today, right? But I used to work Laban in a video store. I made $7 an hour and in Southern California, and I lived in a $400 a month apartment in Los Angeles. So take a stab at how jacked up that place was, right? And uh, somebody said, did uh, you have a security system? I said, yeah, I used to sleep with an Easton softball bat in case somebody broke in, I'd hit them. (laughs) 
<laughs> and there were bars all over the windows and the $400 included all of my utilities in Los Angeles. <laughs> okay. So, um, I tell people, you got to understand my roots of where I started. I was scared. I was nervous to talk. Uh, I didn't know what to talk about. You know, my first talk I ever really did, I, I read it. I stood behind a podium and I literally read like 35 pages line for line. Because right? I, didn't, I didn't know how to do this thing called speak to people, you know. But what I quickly tell them also is I said, look, there are things in your life you don't know how to do. Think back to the first time you rode a bicycle. You didn't know how to do it. You were scared. You wobbled, right? You fell off. But what happened? You kept getting back up. You, you kept going. Then you learned how to balance. And all of, a day, one, one, all of a sudden, one day you zoomed along and wasn't a problem at all. I say, think about the first time you learned to drive a car or any kind of vehicle. You were bad, right? You, you didn't know how to park. You didn't know like, you know, how to, you were nervous, scared. You didn't know how to pull out. You didn't know how to speed up. Now you get in a vehicle and you don't think twice about it. So I tell folks, whenever you're trying something new or you think you're not good at it, be grateful. That's just part of the process, right? And then one day you're going to look back at whatever that is that you're trying to do. It could be flipping real estate, could be getting your life on purpose, you know, whatever the, it is. And you're going to look back and go, eh, what was I so worried about? Nothing but a thing. I know how to do it now. But you're just in that phase right now where you don't know how to do it. But if you anchor back to things that you've done in your, your first career, your first job, your first business, you were nervous, scared, right? Didn't know what to do. Didn't know the outcome. But guess what? Now you probably look at it and go, eh, nothing but a thing. This too will be that way. And there's an amazing speaker, trainer, coach called Vin Jang. I don't know if you've come across Vin's work, Matt James. No. Based out of Australia now, but he was in Los Angeles for four or five years, toured stages with Gary Vaynerchuk. $40,000 keynote, like be the real deal. He yeah. talks about going from being unconsciously incompetent to consciously incompetent and then progressing in terms of our ability to communicate and, and to be storytellers. And yeah. I want to know, I want to know for people that are curious to know, what's the difference between being able to get up and speak for free and getting paid to speak? Yeah. Well, the first is to believe that you're worthy of it because here's, here's the misconception that a lot of people have. Well, I've never done a talk before. I can't charge. And I, and I take people who've never charged before in their entire life, never done a, a talk. And literally, we're, we're charging right away. Hence, big money speaker. And here's what, I t <laughs> right? here's what I tell them. I say, you have past experiences that you know, right? Yeah. Or you, you were like the CEO of a company, right? Yeah. Or you played professional basketball in the NBA, right? Yeah. Or you played Major League Baseball and you won four World Series with the Yankees, right? Yeah. Or you didn't quit when you were faced with adversity and all the turmoil you went through in your life, right? Yeah. That's what you're getting paid for. You're not getting paid for, if, did you use your hands in a certain way? Or did you walk in a V? Or how many times you've talked or not talked? That's not what you're getting paid. That's just a vehicle that you're delivering a message through. So you deserve, and I say this all the time, and anybody watching or listening, please write this down. You deserve to be appropriately and highly compensated for the amazing work you are doing in this world. And just because you never delivered that work through a presentation, if you will, formal presentation, doesn't mean you don't deserve to be appropriately and highly compensated for it because you come from a space where you have 
time, knowledge, experience, or expertise on that thing you're going to talk about. Brilliant. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> and, and I want you to drop, well, I'm going to drop a few names for you because for, for people that don't know James, and I know this is not a big part of you, James, and I, you're an incredibly humble dude, but it's really important to acknowledge that the best in the business call you the best speaker training coach on the planet. Oh, very blessed. Very kind of them. Jack Canfield, Les Brown, Brian Tracy, Lisa Gibbons, who I'd love to meet in person. She seems like a really sweet human being. Oh, she's, just, she's great. One of my, it became one of my dear friends. I was just with her um, two months ago in uh, San Diego. We were speaking at the same event. I remember seeing her on Telethon in New Zealand in 1980-something. She ended up falling in love because they were people were tight or what? Um, what do you call it? Not tithing, but like giving money for the telethon for her to kiss one of the other guys. And they eventually oh, wow. fell in love and got married. I think they got divorced many years later, but that was my first memory of Lisa Gibbons. But people don't throw around these kind of uh, accolades if, if just to, to blow smoke. Like, And I think it's a really important distinction, that self-belief. I had a moment when I had Jack Canfield on my uh, podcast last year, James, and I asked him what, what did he need help with? right? Number one success coach in the world. And he said, you know what, Laban, I'm doing really good. I don't really have any challenges. And he said, I actually, you know, I've been trying to lose 15 pounds of body fat around my, around my belly. And I suppose that's a challenge now I think about it. And I said, well, you know what, Jack, today's your lucky day. He said, why is that? And I said, because what I didn't tell you about my fantastic transformation is that I lost 60 pounds of body fat and put on 30 pounds of muscle. And if wow. that's something you want to discuss after the podcast, we can talk about it. And at the end of the podcast, off camera, I had the number one success coach in the world asking me for my opinion. And I realized in that moment, James, that I was like, I do have value to add these people. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, 100%. Yeah. And so let me, let me kind of share with you my philosophy of life. And people say this all the time, like how in the world, kind of what you just mentioned, how in the world... Do you have all these like high profile folks that like seek you out and then you help them and then they like give these amazing glowing testimonials, which I'm blessed. I'm a steel mill town kid from a small town in Pennsylvania to ever think that I would be doing stuff like this. I mean, just baffling sometimes to me. I still pinch myself, <laughs> right? But here, here's my philosophy. When you and I are born and we come into this world we get a bib, if you can see this, I'm putting a little napkin thing as an illustration under my chin. We get a bib placed under our chin. And we go through life that way, believing that, because that gets embedded, as you know, with your subconscious mind. We have our conscious mind, what we're thinking with and talking with right now. When we go to sleep, it goes to sleep. Our unconscious, our subconscious never sleeps. It accepts without a doubt anything that gets programmed into it. It's like a computer. It doesn't reject. It doesn't analyze. It just stores stuff, good or bad. So I got to be really careful what you say to yourself. Really careful what you choose to let go in your ear gate. Choose to let go in because you could reject it. Somebody says something negative to you. You could be like Wonder Woman if you're a lady and put up the bracelets and deflect it. Men could be like Superman using, since I know you love superhero stuff, Superman, right? We can be supermen and bounce that stuff off. Don't let that stuff go in. Well, anything that goes into your ear gate stores on your computer, your hard drive, right? So if this, a bib being placed under our chin, gets stored in our hard drive because when we're an infant, 
folks are taking care of us, rightfully so, right? And giving to us and serving to us, but that gets embedded on our hard drive. And guess what? We go through life 30, 40, 50, 60 years with that program running that people should be given to me, meaning you're actually being a taker. If you think about it, so what I always tell folks, look, first part of all transformation is awareness. When you become aware of something, you can switch it that fast. But if you're not aware of it, it just keeps running. It keeps running. It keeps running. So if you are aware of, oh, that makes sense. This programming was put on my computer when I bought it at the store. Oops, sorry, AKA when I came into this world, right? I didn't ask for it. It was embedded on there. But now that I'm aware of it, I can get rid of that program and load a different program onto my computer. So what I say is, don't walk through life wearing a bib. You must take that bib off from around your neck and drape it over your forearm like you are a server in the finest dining establishment on the planet. Not a five-star establishment, a gazillion-star establishment, and you approach people with the spirit not the mindset, with the spirit of what can I do for this person? How can I serve them? What's a challenge they have? Same way you did it with Jack. What's something that I could do to add value to their life? And sometimes it might just be lending an ear to someone who's going through a tough time to to let them vent and talk. Or it could be just spending time with somebody. Or it could just be a little note in the mail that says, hey, man, I appreciate you or thank you or whatever that is. It doesn't have to be anything major. So I call it the power of the napkin. I'm actually writing a book on it right now because I think it's one of the most important ways that we can live our lives is to go around wearing a napkin, not a bib. Mm. And so maybe some of these nice things have been said on video and, and written testimonials about me because I'm always looking at what can I do to serve this person? I don't care if it's somebody brand new that I just met you know, at the, at the store or if it's some high profile celebrity, my mind is always, what can I do for this person? There's something they need that I know that in the world of speaking, if they want to get paid to speak, I can help them with like that event. Like we mentioned Lisa Gibbons that event. I actually booked her to speak at that event with me and she got a $25,000 fee that was serving her to speak there. I also booked a friend of mine to speak there. Who's a former NFL football player for the Kansas city chiefs a guy named Nick Lowry all-time Chiefs leading scorer and Hall of Fame for the Chiefs. I booked him there. And well, he got a fee for 10,000 bucks. So that was serving them. They want to do speaking. And I booked them, Jack and Jack. You mentioned Jack Canfield. I just booked him to speak with me last, about three months ago in August in Dallas. And he got a $25,000 fee there, serving him. They want to speak. Is there some way I can serve them in some capacity? So that's what I'm always trying to live life by. Don't wear a bib, wear a napkin. Don't wear a bib, wear a damn napkin. And I adore that, James, because I've got to say, even before I read The Go-Giver by Bob Berg and and John David Mann, who I've had both of them on the show and I've had John twice, I've I've now fully adopted this service mindset and I can testify firsthand that my life has transformed. And, you know, when you talk about connecting with these high-profile individuals, when you go in with that service mindset, that's a really quick way to, to break through what they are used to for people that are like, what can I get out of this environment, right? Oh, yeah. Well, everybody's grabbing at them, right? And even at you, you know, if you think about Laban, how many people approach you with, hey, Laban, I got an idea for you. This might help you. I don't want anything in return, but I hope it works for you. And, and if it does, great. 
And if not, no worries, but I just thought I'd share it with you because I've done this sort of thing you're trying to do before. And here's something that worked for me. I mean, nobody approaches you that way, <laughs> right? Nobody approaches me that way in the world of online promotion, if you will. You know, folks have wonderful work, courses, books, on, you know, coaching. And you know how most of them approach me? Hey, James, would you sell my course to your list of 250,000 people? (laughs) I have no idea who they are. Never met them before. You know, they're on my list somehow. And they see that we have a kind of a big list. And that's how they approach me. Well, is that, here's my question, Laban. Is that wearing a bib or is that wearing a napkin? (laughs) It's a bib. They're being takers, right? So I, I just think that, you know, serving is the way to go. And the secret to living is giving. And I'm telling you, if you give and truly genuinely just serve people with, I mean, sure, you, I'm, we all, we're human beings and some way we would all like for it to come back to us in some way, shape or form. That's a given. But if you truly give and serve and help people with a pure heart and spirit, Knowing that if this never comes back, at least I made this person's life a little bit better, a little bit easier. And maybe it helped serve my purpose because maybe they went out and they impacted more people with a little bit of the thing that I helped them with. And then that's, that's got to be good enough, right? If it comes back to you, hey, man, great. That's, that's, that's the cherry on top of the whipped cream with the sundae. But if it never comes back to you and you don't have a cherry, you still got some whipped cream. <laughs> Amen, brother. Well, let me share something with you, right, and our audience today, because my book that I showed you before, who Les wrote the foreword for, right, no cost. Mark Victor Hansen endorsed the book, no cost. John Gray from Men from Mars, no cost. Mark Shulman, Pink Strummer, no cost. You know, Evans Putman, like, no, I didn't pay for any of these people wanted to contribute because of the service mindset that I've adopted, right? Yeah. Now, the credibility, I'm not a famous person in Australia. We're now in the US, James, but the credibility that's given me, I mean, you can testify. What kind of credibility is that given me now? Oh, my, my goodness. You know, people are now predisposed to want to associate with you, work with you, hire you before they ever really learn about you. Because they're like, boy, if all these high-profile folks endorse Laban, his stuff must be good. They wouldn't all lend their names to him, right? You know, the second thing it does too, from a business standpoint, it stops people from questioning your fees, especially if you have high fees. You know, like I'll give you an example. You know, I, I have three levels of coaching right now, actually five, but three main ones is 25,000, 50, and 100 grand. Well, people don't even question the fees when they see the lineup of, I don't know, 100 celebrities I've helped. Not to mention tens of thousands of other folks, but when they see some of the high-profile video endorsements from folks on our website, they're like, okay, well, who am I to question these fees? I mean, look at what he's doing. Look what he, you know, who he's helping. So I think that's the second thing it does for you is it, it lowers the resistance of fee questioning. Brilliant. Yeah. So now I know this is going to pique people's curiosity, James. How in God's green earth can people find you? <laughs> well, you know, so Laban, I, I retired a few years ago. I've been, God's been great to me. I've been so blessed. You know, I've done everything I wanted to do, you know, in, in this profession of ours. I've been, I've done 3,000 talks, 2,000 one on one, one on one consultations, not like a coach working for me, me doing them, sitting down with people. 
um, 25 books, soon to be 26 next week, um, 22 online courses, 15,000 plus pieces of media and featured on ABC's hit TV show, Secret Millionaire, which is crazy. I found out uh, from a producer last week that now it's been watched by 50 million people around the world. 50 mil- I'm a still Milltown kid, a still Milltown kid from Pennsylvania. And so I've been blessed to do pretty much everything I wanted as a career. And I walked away from teaching speaker trainings and that a few years ago. And then I just got irritated because I started seeing things perpetuated online by quote unquote experts. You know, everybody's an expert nowadays. I love Russell Brunson. Russell's one of my, my friends. I've known him way before ClickFunnels. He was actually at my house for my secret millionaire party years before he started ClickFunnels. Right. And I love Russell, just a great spirit, good human being. And his books, of course, everything's excellent. Love his book, Expert Secrets. But I told him one time, I said, You jacked everybody, you jacked the world up, man. You wrote this awesome book and you let everybody think they could be an expert when they have no expertise. (laughs) And I I like it because you brought awareness to folks in this industry. But my problem with people online is some of them are giving information that's just not right. It's incorrect. And so I got irritated at some of the, only the speaker people, the speaker trainer folks. And I said, you know what? I got to do something about this. I just, I know they're telling bad information or misinformation and it's causing people to go down the wrong path. So I thought about it for a while. And after about 18 months of sitting on the beach and chilling out and reading books and doing nothing, I said, I need to do something about it, but how do I do this in a big way that affects the most people? And I thought, well, what if I take my four-day big money speaker boot camp that I've done uh, for years, 15, 20 years, which is teaching the business, how you actually get paid doing this, really get paid. And what if I took all that great information that people have paid like 3000 bucks a piece to attend, $2,997, $2,997. And what if I take that and I just I write it all up and put it into a book? Because more people can get the book than they could come to my training. And then I thought, if I really want to help people and leave a legacy, I got to give it away for free. Because that's how it gets passed around. And so... It's like 250 pages of pure content, no fluff, no pie in the sky, wishful thinking. I mean, this is like real tangible stuff. Tell groups about these three budgets and they can pull money out of those budgets and buy thousands of books for all their people. It's stuff like that, stuff that you don't really get. Like it's the business of speaking. And so I said, I'm gonna give it away. So I, so basically Anybody can have it for free. You don't need a credit card. It's not like you pay shipping and we'll send. No, it's downloadable. You just simply go to www.freespeakerbook.com. Freespeakerbook.com. And after you read it, if you want to move forward with us in some way, shape, or form, wonderful. If not, you're going to have more in that. It's what I wish I would have had when I started out. And I was so broke, I was making seven bucks an hour working in a video store. It's the whole flip side of the coin, the business of speaking. You don't have to get anything. If you um, move forward with us, great. If you don't, great. You're going to have more than you ever could handle in that book that will help you hopefully create a lucrative speaking career. Big money. I'm sorry, www.freespeakerbook.com. Links all through the show notes and on YouTube. James, wonderful 
experience. Amazing. Concluding thoughts for our audience today? Yeah. You know, someone once said, the, the older we get, the smarter our parents get. <laughs> right? No, maybe we got wiser that our parents actually knew something. Right? My dad... And my mom used to always tell me this. So when, when I was growing up, I would do something good. I'd get like a little basketball award. And I'd say, Mom, Dad, check this out. And they go, oh, son, we love you. Congratulations. We're so proud of you. But remember, you didn't come into this world with anything. Son, you're not leaving with nothing. And the only thing you got is the impact you made while you're here, the difference you made, and the memories you create and the legacy you leave. Later on in my career, I'd win an award, like as a stockbroker, financial advisor. Hey, mom, dad, I got this award, number one in new account opening. Oh, son, we love you. Congratulations. We're so proud of you. But remember, you didn't come into this world with nothing. You're not leaving with nothing. The only thing you got is the, the impact you have made while you're here, the memories you created, the difference you make, and the legacy you leave. And so that's what I would like to pass on as the parting thoughts. Whatever you do in life, business career, scale Mount Everest, make a gazillion dollars, win, win awards. That's wonderful. But remember, you didn't come into this world with nothing. You're not leaving with nothing. And the only thing you got is the impact you make while you're here, the memories you create, the difference you make, and the legacy you leave. Ladies and gentlemen, James Melanchak. It's Laban Ditchburn, and I really hope you're enjoying the podcast. The reason for this message was this. If you have your own podcast or your own YouTube channel or you're seriously thinking about starting something up in order to get your message out into the world, I want to make something available to you. Go to podcastingheroes.com for your free five-day video training where I will share with you five key tips and tricks that will allow you to reach out and connect with the best podcast guests available. And not only just bring them on, but to develop relationships with them that build into know, like, and trust that will eventuate in you being invited onto their platforms if you so desire. You'll be able to learn how to monetize even if you don't have a big audience. Go to podcastingheroes.com. It's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G-H-E-R-O-E-S.com.